Welcome to the Bountiful Water Podcast. I'm your host, John Briggs, and we're here with the beautiful and talented Jessica Janae. <laughs> I'm back. Thanks so much to our sponsor, Retigo Labs. Retigo Labs is an authorized dealer of Crusader Water Systems. Crusader has the best water systems. We have the best tests, so it was inevitable that we'd get together. Retigo tests for more than a dozen things that affect water quality, and from that, they create a comprehensive profile for you. We've mentioned this in the past, but each home is different. That's something that we've uncovered with the testing that we've done. The city sends you the same water, but as soon as it enters your home and goes through your unique makeup of plumbing and fixtures, the water chemistry changes. And those changes really can affect your skin and hair as well as the plumbing and appliances. And we're going to talk more about that today. There's a good chance that if you're having issues with your skin and hair, that it is not the products you're using, or it's not just some genetic thing you have to deal with, that it is the water. So let Retigo Labs balance your water so that you don't have to worry about it. Is really, that's kind of our motto here. We want to balance the water. It all starts with balanced water. I mentioned that we have Jessica here today. Hello. Hello, hello. The people that would get on here to listen to Jessica, I guess, are millennials. A little bit of Gen Z. Yeah. But mostly millennials. Right. <laughs> I mean, I just have to say to all the millennials out there, thanks for being here. I raised one of you, so I know that life has been hard for your people. <laughs> nah, we had it easy. I know that you had to take time off from your tough jobs as gluten-free web designers and oh my hell. vegan Uber drivers or <laughs> Bitcoin Venmo managers. How did you eat So thanks for taking the time to be here. <laughs> Sorry, not trying to be offensive there or anything. That's the perfect description of millennial ever. <laughs> So I mentioned in past podcasts that one of the things that we were surprised about is when you buy a home, the home inspector checks for everything except water quality. There's a long list of things that he checks. And we had to check into this because we thought that must be an anomaly. I checked at a state level for our state to see what home inspectors had to check for and... I thought, well, surely they have to check for water quality in other states, but it was the same in almost every state I went. In fact, every state I did go to is virtually the same thing. So that's not even a thing. They don't even have to do that. They don't have to check for water quality. Interesting. In fact, they have a long list of things that they do check for, and then they have a list. They have, they have two lists. One, here's all the things you have to check for, and they have another list that says, here's what you don't have to check for. You know, it's on the... The only thing on the list of what you don't have to check for, water quality. What the heck? Which means they know that there's issues with water quality. In my opinion, they know that there's issues and they don't want to get into that because they know that it's a Pandora's box. That Wait, that's opening. actually so weird. Yeah, so I they don't check for wa water quality. In other words, they check for water damage, but they don't check for damaged water. When you bought your home, you know, I was kind of a little bit part of that process and talking to you about that. And they asked you to make decisions on all kinds of things. You had to make a decision on the kind of paint you wanted, the color of the house you wanted, the roofing materials, the flooring materials, what kind of stone you wanted on the I mean, the all carpet, the, yeah, all of those things, carpet, everything you had to check for, but not one time did it come up to ask you about what kind of water you wanted in the home. Literally, no, there was no discussion about anything water, not even nothing. Water softeners, water this, water that, nothing. Right. And some of that is, you know, a lot of these national companies, they come from places where there's naturally soft water. You know, they might have headquarters in Florida or something where, yeah. and they, and they just don't think about it, but it's something that 
as an industry, they're going to have to think about because the customer satisfaction of your home buyers is going to be going down. And in fact, in your neighborhood, they deal with that already. There is a Facebook group from your neighborhood where they just talk, they talk where they about talk it, about yeah. the problems they're having, and a lot of it has to do with water. In fact, I need you to get on that Facebook group that so that we can me at all. so that we can get on and talk about that. But the water is an issue. So I, as I mentioned, we had gone in there and talked to the builder, and after we talked to the builder about why they didn't put water quality in, apparently they'd been getting calls about how they could plumb for water softeners from the people that had just bought homes. Then I came in and talked to him about what some of the chemistry is behind it. And all of a sudden you see the new homes being plumbed for water softeners because they didn't have an answer for people like you because they didn't even plumb the place you can put a water softener in. Yeah, my house, literally, there's no spot. No spot for a water softener, no spot for anything. You'd have to like knock out a wall in a tiny closet Right, the the closet in the in. entryway of the home yeah, like is the, where the tiniest the, entryway closet you would need to like rip apart. Yeah, you'd have to put it over there, and then there's it's no drain for it. There's no all the things that you need for it aren't there. And I would, and I never even thought to ask about that until you came over and looked. I would have never even thought when walking through the house that that was an issue. I didn't even think about that. And I have run into people that have been offered uh, water softener, but the process is, do you want soft water? And people are like, I've never had soft water. Okay, don't worry about it then. That's their whole sales process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the the reality is we live in a place where you really have to pay attention to the water quality around here because it affects so many things in your home and so many things for your health and skin and all of that. Even after they started putting those things in, I went over when I was trying to figure out if we could put it in your home. I went over there with Les, our company president, because he's done a lot of this plumbing stuff and I'm not great with plumbing. So he came over and looked at some of the new homes and looked at how they were plumbed. And even how they're plumbed now is not the right way. They're plumbing it like they did years and years ago when water softeners first came out. How you'd plumb it is you would put in the water softener would be to everything in the house on the cold and hot side. Except for the kitchen. In the kitchen, you just put it on the hot side. The thinking with that was that you don't want to drink soft water. But some people actually do like the taste of soft water. And it's not like it used to be where the water tasted salty. Originally, plumbers did this because it was clearly saltier water after the softener. And that's not the case anymore. But they still plumb as if you are automatically going to not want to drink the soft water. Because it doesn't taste great. The problem is that that's not the whole story now. You don't just want to condition the water in your home. The new way that we think about water is that we don't want just water that doesn't mess with our dishes. We want water that is healthy to drink. And yeah, so that feels good on my skin, my hair, tastes good to drink, right. doesn't ruin my dishes, doesn't ruin my pipes, blah, blah, blah. So they will plumb that to your dishwasher in your kitchen so you can have soft water if you just put the hot on and not the cold on. But the kitchen sink has, and the entire kitchen, rest of the kitchen just has hot water as soft water, and the rest of it has regular water. So, what? if you want to put in a... I had no idea. I thought there was a water softener that made every piece of water in your house soft. No, they, they separate it out. But I didn't know that. these days, since we care about the drinking water, we want to put in a remineralized RO system like Retigo yeah. has. But you go to put that in, and the only place you can put it in in these new homes is under the sink. Which is fine if you have room. I mean, most 
under the sinks are just used for old grocery bags and soap, right? Yeah. But you, you can have room, but it makes it so that you lose all of that space, whatever. The drinking water is more important. The problem is in the modern kitchen, though, is the way they've plumbed it. You can't put purified water to any other location in the kitchen. You can't put it over to your refrigerator. So your drinking water that comes out of the little refrigerator thing is not the RO water. The ice maker, if you have a separate ice maker, the ice there, it's not to the RO water. So you want your good drinking water at your fridge. You want your good ice being made. They didn't even plumb it so that you can do that. Oh, my gosh. So they still are plumbing the old way. And this is what we find over and over again is the thinking is outdated on how they plumb, on how, on whether they yes. even offer you a water conditioning system. And this, it makes me sad because I want the system in my freaking house. Right. And I, I went over and checked it to see what we could do and realized that the only way to do it was I could come help you do it. As you know, I'm dad and I'm going to help you do it. But if you had to hire somebody to do it, it's a $10,000 project. Oh, yeah. To, to get in that In my ready. house specifically, it'd be, yeah, it'd be so expensive at that point, which is very frustrating. And that's the way that they plumbed it. That's the way that they've always seemed to always have done it. These companies that come in from out of town. And then even when they think about it, then they do it wrong. That's not just homes that are on the under $700,000 homes. You think, well, when I start getting into the millions of dollars in homes, then it's going to be, they really know they're going to check. Nope. I've been into these homes and they're plumbed exactly the same way. They do the same thing. And some people are starting to think about it more. People are starting to go, well, I want to, I want reverse osmosis water in my entire house because that's the best water. Well, reverse osmosis water is, is really good for you to drink and it's really, uh, what even tastes is good. I don't know what it's, is. it's reverse osmosis water is RO water is the kind of water you get in bottled water. If you read the side of it, almost every one of them is going to say distilled water, remineralized, or RO water, remineralized. And it's a process that was invented for desalination, for taking the salt out of water at the ocean so that they could provide fresh drinking water. That's why that, that was kind of the goal when RO was invented. But it's progressed now to people are paying $25,000 just to put Holy RO crap. water in their whole home. You know, I think the first time I started thinking about drinking water was years ago when I started thinking about wanting to boost my immune system. You know, I had these super healthy neighbors move in and yes. and they would talk to me about stuff like that. And so I wanted to I wanted to do that. And so I thought I'm going to boost my immune system. And I had read that your water can be full of things that make your immune system have to be overloaded fighting the things that are in your drinking water. And so I started thinking about getting RO water. Now I know that most of these places kind of overstate what's in your drinking water. But the reality is there's a ton of stuff that can be in your drinking water that the EPA doesn't even regulate. For. I was thinking about that because on February 11th, I was just reading. So this is just recently, just this February, the new study was released that showed that approximately 45% of the U.S. public supply wells have concentrations of lithium that could present a potential human health risk. Lithium is an alkali metal that's naturally occurring in, in groundwater with substances that contain lithium and also saline. Certain amounts of lithium can have adverse health effects, primarily thyroid mm. problems and kidney function. No freaking way. Lithium isn't even regulated by the EPA. So that's the kind of thing I saw that I wanted to take out of my waters. That's the first time I really thought about drinking water was wanting to make sure that my immune system wasn't overwhelmed so that I had a harder time dealing with common illnesses that come along. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if that was really a problem for me. But when I look in the mirror, you know, I I basically look like the before and after picture of a product that doesn't work, (laughs) right? So I was like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. 
About that same time is when Dylan gave me a uh, an Under Armour shirt. My son, your brother Dylan, gave me yes. an Under Armour shirt. And I don't know if anybody's ever worn an Under Armour shirt before, but basically it's designed to show the worst parts of your body. <laughs> it's just fitted. You're just a dude saying it like this. It's a fitted shirt. I, it's a fitted shirt, right. But I, I look better without a shirt than I looked with that shirt on. That shirt just like showed all the worst parts of me, you know? You know, and you'd get like, like the plastic surgeons, they write on your body with the pen to show you all the, the things that need to be things sucked that need out. to be done. Yeah. They don't even have to do that. They just put that shirt on you, <laughs> and it and shows go, everything that needs to be right, sucked. <laughs> right. It's just like uh, clearly, clearly, these are all of the things where you have a problem that we need to fix. So I would. That's the first time I thought about drinking water, is thinking along those lines, and and started getting into all of that. But that is that's really kind of the way we think about things these days is we want to have pure drinking water. People think about doing things for their water in their homes still. And the plumbers, at least, think about just the water softener side of things. And some of them are selling RO systems, but they don't really know what they do. And so they just put in like a three filter system. We One up in Park City, we checked an RO system under there and and the pH on the water was like three and a half or something. What does that mean? Well, what it's talking about is the acidity of the water and that water is super acidic. You know, they have those systems they sell now trying to make your pH of your water super high saying that's better for you. Yeah. Actually, it's a balanced pH that you want, but that means that water was super acidic water right there in the, in their home. And that's because they don't remineralize it or balance the pH. So they so so we get people knowing that they want to do something about their water, knowing that they want RO water and knowing that they want maybe soft water, but they don't understand what it all means and what it what it's all for. And even the soft water, you get a lot of people who don't understand why we would even want to have soft water. I honestly don't. All I know is hard water is is bad. Soft water is good, and I don't understand it. And I'm always <laughs> saying I'm this that I'm always saying this, but you don't just want soft water; you want conditioned water. There, it, yes. it's different because the conditioned water is balanced water. There's natural hassles. Everyone's heard of hard water is basically in most places calcium and magnesium. And here, you know, because I talk about it so much with you, is is the sulfate also we get in the water, and yeah. what that means is. The, the easiest way, the, the history of it is, of hard water, is that there were places when, when you would hire somebody back in, say, Europe to do your laundry for you, the people in that industry that would do the laundry knew there were places where it was easier to get their clothes clean and there were places it was harder to get their clothes clean, depending on the water source they went to, the spring or the place on the river. Okay, and so, yeah, yeah. the places that... That makes sense. It was hard to get the clothes clean. That was hard water. You didn't want to use that hard water. You wanted to use water that wasn't hard to clean the clothes. And so the term hard water started. Oh, and, okay. That is very And basically, though, it is it is a good correlation, though, but it's really hard water just means that it's it, it's hard to get soaps to sudsy. It's hard to get soaps to do what they're supposed to. The minerals in the hard water, they is bind. Is that because the, like the sulfates and everything? Well, with us, we have to water? deal with an extra that extra issue with the sulfates. But those are minerals in the water, and those minerals combine or bind with the, the oils in the soap and create that soap scum. You know, okay, that, yeah. When you look at, you know, when oh, you, yeah. you know when the kids like sneak a bar of soap into the tub without telling you. Yes. And you'd think, well, geez, the bubbles are going to be everywhere. No, with our water, it just means that the water turns milkier and milkier and milkier until you have to. It looks like you have to change the water out, and you do. So that's what the soap scum is. That binding makes it so that it can't clean nearly as well, and. It makes it so that you get that dry and itchy skin 
that you hear a lot about with hard water because the soaps the soap's not doing what it's supposed to do and people are even talking about so when your water is is balanced and and conditioned the soap will do what it's supposed to do like you'll it'll suds how it's supposed to suds it'll wash off it won't leave that nasty soap scum and stuff like in the shower and tub exactly okay so it's sense. it's easier for cleaning your home so people like it because like, like you have a glass shower now in your new home. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Right. And with conditioned water, you know, you're still going to get some of your soap is going to splash on and you're going to have to clean it off. But with conditioned water, that water's not going to leave the mineral deposits yes, on mine, there. Yes. It's like hard stuff already on there. Right. One of the... I have to wash off continuously. When I was in college and I, I paint houses uh, to make money and my partner also did window washing, which I hated. So, I never did that. That was like, you do that yeah. part of the business. But one of his things that he would do... Do, that he figured out how to do to clean the windows around here is he would get a razor blade to scrape the mm. hard water deposits off of the windows with the razor blade. And he'd do it carefully so he wouldn't scratch the window, but that was how he cleaned windows was he had to do it with the razor blade because they were That's so like coated. That's the point that mine is getting to already and, I, and my house is literally new. Right. And that is what uh, people deal with with hard water all over the place. So it's, it's hard to get things clean. It sticks to your dishes. It sticks to your surfaces and all of that stuff. And so that's the classic definition of hard water. There's some... Yeah. There's some kind of things that nobody ever really, really talks about, but that's what it does in your laundry. That soap scum and the fabric lint, detergent residue, and the other contaminants like fecal matter, body oils, and other secretions. Fecal matter? What do you mean? That all coagulates in the water (gasps) and is left behind. That's left behind in your washing machine. Drum that's left behind in your <gasps> washing machine. Is that why after a while your like washer washing machine kind of starts to smell disgusting? Stinks. Yeah. Oh. And guess what? My that's why your clothes gosh. start to smell weird <gasps> after some time. Mine smells so bad right now. I feel like I need to do something. Right. That quick. stuff actually infuses into the fibers oh, of your clothes and just gosh. becomes it, it binds to those fabrics and that becomes part of it. So, so it's just that's that's why people get softeners is oh, to yeah. avoid that. Stuff like that. Like, you don't want that disgusting stuff in your laundry and you, you don't want to make it hard to wash your dishes and wash your everything. In fact, we just got a call from a guy who he said, you know, I just moved here and I always wash my car in my driveway and it's a black car and it is just coated with white junk after I wash it. Stop. And he never dealt with it before. And so we're going to go by his house and, and see what he's doing. But he lives in a place that's super hard water and super high sulfate in the yeah. water. We've talked about in the past what the sulfate does. And that's a unique issue that uh, we have high amounts of sulfate. But in general, sulfate in the water all over the country is a bigger problem that we've found than, than most people realize. That's one of the reasons people want to do something about their hard water. One of the other things has to do with the plumbing and the fixtures and, and that in your home. And I maybe don't necessarily think about the plumbing and the fixtures all the time before I got into this, but it is something that you have to think about. I look at the water conditioner is like having insurance on your plumbing is the way I look at it because it it helps protect your plumbing. It literally protects it. Right. And so you're going to have around here, we've told stories before about water heaters go out like crazy around here. Yeah. I don't want it to sound, sometimes we get into these discussions, it sounds like I'm throwing these city guys under the bus saying, oh, the city water managers aren't doing their job. Otherwise, the water wouldn't be like that. And that's not the case. No, yeah. Because they have very specific regulations from the EPA that they need to follow and they do and they make sure that the water coming into our home is really good but people always blame them for everything and I've heard people go well those they're putting chlorine in the water they're trying to do something you know to us by 
putting chlorine in the water. Well, 100 years ago was kind of the dawn of bacteriology. 100 years ago, two things happened. Cities started aggressively separating their freshwater supplies from their sewage disposal. You'd think that would be a normal thing that was already done, but before 100 years ago, you'd have cities like Philadelphia that had sewer systems that emptied upstream from the city's water supply that was what? downstream. So they were dumping the sewage <gasps> upstream and then pumping it back into the water systems downstream. What in the, in the decade that was it that, that was not uncommon. Oh my god. But in the decade from 1905 to 1915, you had dozens of cities around the country they started installing filters and chlorination systems. It was a revolutionary impact on human life. Over the next 30 years after those systems were installed, mortality rates fell in the country by 40%. I had no idea about that. Just That's by insane. doing what we do with the water now and by adding the chlorine that kills the bacteria in the water before it gets to you. Child mortality rates, child, so death rates, we say Mortality to make it sound better, but it's death rates. It cut the child mortality rates in half. Oh my by doing gosh. what we did. So that is what happened with adding chlorine. So yes, we want the chlorine in the water, but that's not some bad scary thing. It's not some bad scary thing. But the way I look at it is I think about the, you know, some of the, you could travel all over to do your photography. Some of these places have these meat markets in them. Yes. And the meat markets are just these open air markets where they have piles of meat. <laughs> yeah, I've at, seen it on at so room many temperature countries. or even at hot temperatures and of like where they are. Cheese, and, there's, and it's all right, just, and there's flies oh. crawling all over. Yeah. over it and stuff and Fish. and you're just like no i'm not going to buy that because i'm used to buying it in the store that's refrigerated and has cellophane around it that's the meat i want to buy the chlorine's much the same way it's like the cellophane wrapper on the meat okay. we we went from that from having it laid out in a big table with flies to wrap cellophane around it and send it to you but if i bought a steak and I took that cellophane wrapped steak home and I cooked it with the cellophane on it. That's going to be inedible and not good for you to yes. cook the steak with the cellophane still on. You'd take it off. That's how I look at chlorine. You take off the chlorine once it gets to your home. It's done its job. It's made it safe. It's killed the bacteria in the water. Now, water conditioning, you can... Now with the water conditioner, take that out. you take it out. And it's even the, the worst part about okay. chlorination that most people don't think about. They always think about, well, it gets on my skin, you know, and all that. But when you go into a shower, the chlorine aerosolizes. In other words, turns to a water vapor and you breathe that in. That's way worse for you than getting it on your what skin. You you're actually freak? breathing that chlorine into your body. So that's one of the benefits health-wise that I think is pretty important that most of us don't think about it. So the water conditioner takes the chlorine completely out. Yeah, the water softening has different stages. The ones where people might listen to this and they go, well, I'm just going to go down to Home Depot and buy this cheap water softener. When I tell people, please don't do that, there's usually not the understanding behind it that needs to be there. The understanding behind it is you don't just need to take the calcium and magnesium out of the water. The cheap ones that you buy over it one of your big box home supply stores. Those ones, first of all, they aren't designed for this area with the water that is super hard here. Most of the country, hard water means 10 grains hard at the extreme levels. Like their charts, they say, if you've got 10 grains hard, give me a break. You know, why? how do you live yeah. in your home? That's what most of the country is. 
here in in my home it's 35 25 it's not even on their charts right so you go down to the big box stores and and they're designing their systems to be regular hard water not utah hard water okay the next level is they will take and put a carbon filter into the into the system and the carbon filter is designed to take out the Chlorine. So and that's so, the next level. Of that's software. kind of the next level that you go to is taking out the uh, or is adding the carbon filter to take out that. And so people will do that, and that's great and everything. But it depends on the kind of carbon that you have. And ours is a catalytic carbon that works even even better than a regular carbon system does. I guess I'm pulling up a picture to show you, but I'm on a podcast, so I can't show everybody. <laughs> but yeah, you'll have a carbon system right there, and that's going to take care of the hard water scale, and it's going to help your laundry and your dishwasher and sediment and all of that sort of thing. Water conditioning is next level. That's going to do even more. It's going to take out not only the chlorine, it's that whole idea of balancing your water. Yeah. That is what we're talking about with conditioned water. It's going to balance the water. So even that soft water feel where it feels slimy, the balanced water, it doesn't feel slimy like that. That's probably yeah. our number one when objection I tried, to it. When I tried yours, I didn't feel the sliminess that I felt at my other friends' houses. That's for sure. Right. So you're not going to have the... That's, only... I thought it would be worse, actually. I was like expecting it to be worse. Yeah. This is supposed to be even better. So it's going to feel even worse. Yeah. No, it, it's even better. So with fully conditioned water, you're not only going to take out the calcium magnesium, but you're also going to take out the sulfate that's super important in Utah that we've talked about in the past past podcast we're gonna take out the sulfate you have the heavy metal control the iron and rust control sediment control radon the fluoride control the alkalinity so it is a it's a next level but i think in utah one of the biggest differences is going to be the sulfate in the water taking that out of the water because there's so much here in utah the way that i think about this as the you know thinking about it as insurance for your plumbing it's also one of those things that's kind of a hidden cost companies are starting to understand what the costs are of water it used to be looked at that water was free but now you've got these companies all over the country that are realizing that they can by reducing their water footprint and by thinking more about how they use their water and recycle their water, how they can actually add to their bottom line. Maybe we'll tell the story sometime on a podcast of the one company down in Las Vegas that put in a water recycling system into their into their business, and it was going to cost several hundred thousand dollars. They were nervous about doing that. The owner didn't want to do it, but the engineers were like, this is going to be important. And they ended up in their first year saving $350,000 by doing it. And there's all kinds wow. of reasons for that. So it, it actually is becoming something where they think of the water going through the pipes as dollars going through the pipes. And it's how the consumers are going to have to start thinking about it because it will cost you money to have hard water. The reality is a family of four using hard water has about $187 a month that they're spending on hard water. And that comes from the wear and tear on the appliances, the soaps and cleaning stuff that you have to buy extras of to put in. That's about $1,000 a year that people spend extra on cleaning supplies without even realizing it because they're buying extra soap. The difference is conditioned water. I went from using about a half a cup of laundry detergent and now it's down to two teaspoons of laundry laundry detergent to do this. That is nuts. Same thing. That is nuts. Because you don't need as much because it's not combining all of those other things. So there's a big savings there. It actually saves $320 a year. And this is, I'm talking an average family of four, $320 a year in energy consumption. If you're somebody like you who buys clothes and you're putting a lot of clothes through because of how yeah. you do your business, just an average family, $600 a year just in, in clothes, the wear and tear on it. You'll see your lint traps going down because that hard water 
combines with that soap, it makes like a grinding paste that's grinding your clothes away. And so your clothes actually wear out. Oh, my gosh. Wear out even faster. <laughs> I would never even think of that. Then you got all the little personal care items, lotions, things like that that you yeah. buy. That saves you money every year. And then it has a big difference on the taste of your food, which is which I found was one of the things that I hadn't planned on. But it, it makes a big difference in how your food tastes. And just tastes. the taste of the water, period. Right. So all of those things. So so the reason I mention that is because people will go, ah, it's too expensive. Well, if I put a full water conditioning system in your house and you have to pay, spend two years paying a couple hundred dollars a month for that and it pays itself off and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. And now you're saving that money every month. I, if you add an RO system where you add it for your drinking water, people spend at least five bucks a day just on their, just on yeah. buying bottled water. And even ones that are trying to be really conservative about it and buy in bulk from like Costco and that, which, you know, that which water still, we tested was nothing water. Yeah. It was like bad. It's not necessarily which great not water for anything. you. Not doing anything for you. But even then, people are still spending like 50 to $100 a month on buying the bottled water. I think people don't track it. I think they're spending way more than they think they I think are. there's more. I was going to say, I bet I think it's way more than that. I forgot my water. So you go to the gym and it's like All the $4 time. for your All water. All the time for me. <laughs> I'm at a photo shoot. And I'm like, dang it. I forgot my Hydro Flask. And so I have to go buy water over right. and over and over. But what we want to do is we want to get people thinking about their water several points in their life. But one of the big times is when you're buying or selling a home. Think about the water that you have in there, especially when you're buying a home. Ask them about the water quality. Get Retigo to come down and check the water quality in the home yeah, so that you know the likelihood. Tons of people that I talk to, they buy a home and you'll talk to them and they'll say, I bought this home. Our neighbor, this happened to. They moved in. I got talking to him over the fence. He's like, yeah, we're replacing the water heater. We've only been here a month. We're replacing the water heater. That is really common. And they would have known that had they checked the water quality. In fact, their previous owners they bought the house from, they knew because we told them what their water quality was because we no checked way. it. When we were testing, they knew that their water was highly corrosive and was probably killing their water heater. Whoops. But it hadn't gone out yet, so they thought, well, maybe we're okay. Well, no, it's happening without you seeing inside the water heater. It was corroding away and failing, and that happens a lot around here. So we want people to think about that and start a movement where the builders are informed about it. We want people to call us up so we can consult on it. We'll consult with the builders. We'll consult with the architects. We'll consult with the big companies and show them what they need to do to make things better for the consumers. If we just need the right group that wants to be an innovator, that wants to be on the cutting edge, that really understands customer satisfaction and go, we want our customers to be super satisfied. So Seriously, the first like home builders that start doing that. To start thinking about this and we can and say, here's how you do it. offer it. Like that's going right. to be sweet. It's going to be a big deal because just like 20 years ago when maybe nobody thought much about bottled water and now that's what they think about all the time, I think conditioned water is going to have its day the same kind I of thing. I do too. Where people are going to think about it, they're going to ask about it, and they're going to want you to do something about it before they're going to buy your home. You know, that's really what we wanted to get out in this podcast today was the reasons for getting the system in, the fact that you better ask the questions before you buy a place because it could cost you a ton of money down the road. Anyway, thank you for coming in. Of course. <laughs> you're not the age anymore where I can make you come in. I'm like, you're my daughter. You're coming in because I said so. No, I never really raised you guys that way. But <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, when did you ever say that ever? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not yeah, I wanted to say it. I never said it. But thanks for coming in and thanks for talking to me Anytime. about all of this. It helps. And all you millennials out there that I offended at the beginning, sorry, didn't mean to. It wasn't offensive. It was accurate. <laughs> yeah, That's a good just, thing. It's cool, man. It's Go cool to be vegan. Back to be a 
do your vegan web design. Thanks again to our sponsor, Retigo Labs. Retigo is an authorized dealer of Crusader water systems. We have the best tests, so we needed the best water conditioning system. And our testing just shows you what is actually in your water. It gives you a comprehensive profile, shows you the likelihood of your water to break down your plumbing or have problems in your plumbing. It'll show you the likelihood to scale or likelihood to corrode or likelihood to do all of the things that you don't want it to do. It will show you what you need to do to fix the water in your home so that that water chemistry that's unique to each home, like I said, comes in from the city, it's the same. After it enters your home, it's different. This profile that we put together shows you exactly what that water chemistry is so you can make informed decisions about what to do about it. You may want to just do water softening, something super simple, or you may want to go up to full water conditioning like I did and make a difference with the sulfate and that in your water and add the RO system and all of that. But either way, give Vertigo Labs a call and they can show you how to do it. They're running some specials right now, doing 25% off a system and $250 gift card. It's a great deal right now. So give us a call. We'll come in, check the water, and make it the best possible. So thanks a lot. See you soon. Bye.